Now, you might not believe this, but the career path of almost every super successful individual included having a job just like the one you have now. You're either going to or coming from work, so we might as well talk about it today on Your Way to Work. And now, your host, Ricardo Witte. Hi, everybody. This is Rick Witted, and you're listening to the podcast show On Your Way to Work, show that talks to you, the worker on the workplace floor, about the things you need to do for career progression. I want to talk today about the workplace conundrum for millennials. So it's really interesting when you listen to all of the stats out there. Millennials, also known as the Generation Y, that group born between the years 1982 and 1995. There's more than 70 million of them in the United States alone, and they rival that 80 million number of the baby boomers. And let me tell you, this is a generation much like the baby boomers were that will change the world and the way it runs. No matter what you read out there, you will find out that 2015 was a very important year for the millennials. It is the year that they begin to outnumber baby boomers in the workforce. As a matter of fact, um, right now, Hold on. Be quiet. Listen. Did you hear that? That was the tune of 10,000 baby boomers retiring every single day. And so what's happened in the year 2015? We've got more millennials in the workforce. But there's a conundrum that I want to talk about. So let me give you a few stats. They're a little bit scary but they're important to talk about what we're going to talk about today. So by 2015, yes, right now, the majority of the workforce will be in their 20s. Hmm. Another scary stat. One in three college students and young professionals under the age of 30 prioritize social media freedom over salary in accepting a job offer. That is a big twist for employers that are out there. And they're absolutely not ready to handle, nor do they really understand how to hire and keep the majority of the workforce that's out there now. So employers, you're going to have to change the way you do things. The millennials are a little bit nomadic as well. Nearly 60% of them have switched careers at least once already. And 70% of those graduating from college, yep, within the first two years, they're switching jobs. And here's a big one. 75% of employed Americans, not unemployed, 75% of employed Americans are currently looking for jobs. Now, we've got only about a third of the millennials that are out there that say their current job is their career. And in, I would say, less than about five years, by 2020, almost half of all U.S. workers are predicted to be millennials. So here's where it gets a little crazy. In spite of all of those trends and the power 
of the millennial force that's out there, more of them are unemployed or underemployed than ever before. In fact, as many as 39%, almost four out of 10 people under 25 are unemployed or underemployed. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, almost one in 10 of those under the age of 25 who have a four-year degree, mind you, cannot find a job at all. Let me compound that a little bit more. I don't mean to be a bearer of bad news. I do have some solutions that I I definitely recommend. But a four-year degree, while helpful, does not guarantee career success like it used to. Bachelor's degrees have increased from almost 3.5 million in 2003 to about 5 million in the latest stat of 2012. That's a 44% increase in just under a decade, according to the National Center for Education Statistics. So you've got a greater population of millennials entering the workforce. They are much more educated than they were before. But let me give you this stat. Ready? There's job surplus. Yeah, surplus. Do I mean there's more jobs out there? Well, let me just say it this way. There's 4.7 million jobs that are open that are not being filled. And that open jobs number is just rolling along steady without diminishing at all. So what is up? We've got millennials entering the workforce at record numbers being educated with a four-year degree. They are going to be the, the heartbeat of the workplace and truly America as well in less than 10 years for sure. But employers seem to be really picky. Why? Why are they not filling these almost 5 million open jobs? And I'm not talking about just jobs, good paying quality jobs. Why are they not filling them? Employers say, at the tune of about half of them, 49%, say candidates lack job-specific skills. That's really interesting considering, you know, our millennials who are entering the workforce or have entered the workforce is probably the most educated workforce uh, in the history of this country. And yet half employers say uh, the candidates lack job-specific skills. And so these good jobs, these really good jobs, five million of them almost, are not being filled. That doesn't make sense. Now, employers and employees agree that there's this skill gap. That's really what I want to talk to you about. There's a skill gap out there that causes the applicant pool um, to be less than qualified for the specific jobs that they're looking for. Now, let me just say this. I do believe that employers are just getting a bit more picky right now. And this will change. It goes back and forth. When there's not a lot of talent out there, employers are desperately seeking and paying for it. When there's a surplus of talent out there, like right now, employers can be picky, particularly when they know tons of people are unemployed or underemployed. And so employers believe they can afford to be selective 
and the uh, and the offers they make uh, to to uh, potential candidates. And in fact, there's one stat in Career Builder: about 35% actually believe they can pay people less because of the unemployment rate. So you have picky employers. Let me add just a little bit of fuel, a little bit more gasoline on that fire, and then we'll jump into the good stuff. There are major gaps in our education. That's one. Secondly, and employers do not invest in a real way in on-the-job specific training. So let me hit the education field first. So we are pumping out degrees like we've never done. We're just giving them away like hot potatoes. There's an over-influence in having the four-year degree. School costs keeps going up. Doesn't matter because they don't have to be competitive and they don't have to, you know, be able to stay in business by putting people in good jobs as a result of paying for the education. Nope, government just keeps subsidizing them. So the competition or the competitiveness in schools is not what it once was. There are exceptions to that. There are some great schools out there. But by and large, the market is flooded with degrees and those degrees and the cost of those degrees are going up. So those under 25, you know, almost 40% of them are unemployed or underemployed, can't find a good job. They're also saddled with huge amounts of debt. So they have to work, even if that means they've got to take a lesser job. Second piece of that is employers do not invest in on-the-job specific training. While these employers who are saying to the tune of about half of them saying that that these candidates, the reason they're not filling these almost 5 million jobs is that the candidate lack job-specific skills. At the same time, they are not building out internal programs within their organization to train people on the job for those specific skills. They want people who are job ready, who can walk into the job day one and and get immediate results. Of course, that's challenging, as anyone know who's been in the workforce. It takes at least three to six months to just get your bearings on the role, the culture, and to begin to start even mastering the basics of that job. It's easier for them today just to be picky and find the right high quality candidates Versus having a long-term strategy. Employers, you got to listen to me. We need a long-term strategy where we build up the bench and the help we will need long-term by looking at the team we have within. So there you have it. Our, Our workforce is at the point of really being overrun and eventually will be the bulk Uh, of um, our millennial folks that are out there. And yet, as they're coming out of school more educated historically than ever before, they're being met with an inability to get a good job. And I don't know how many of them are out there still, but I got to tell you, I know there's almost 5 million pretty decent quality jobs that pay pretty well that are just not being filled. Picky employers, yeah, that's one piece major gaps in the education i will talk about that a little bit more in a minute that's another piece employers not thinking long term in their employee relationships and building up a bench while on the job you can train while on the job employers 
And then the four-year degree, while helpful because there's so darn many of them out there today, that degree, holding a four-year degree alone, does not guarantee a career. So what a conundrum. Millennials and young professionals, what a predicament to be in. And I thought this was a good show because over the last few weeks, we've been talking to parents and about our, our kids and how we start them off on the right footing on their career path while they're still young. Well, I would say probably a lot of parents who had the old hopes of what a four-year degree used to be and what college used to be were just glad to get their kids in college at all, right? Uh, and we have many first and second, you know, generation uh, college students that are out there now, first or second generation in their family. So it's really, really been important. Um, but I think if you've listened to my tone, any degree doesn't matter anymore. It has to be what is the degree in. So there are some solutions that I think are very practical. And I don't think you necessarily have to job hop all over the place. So let me give you seven things that I think would help you navigate millennial that I think can really help you navigate. If you change your attitude a little bit uh, through this crazy time that our workforce is in. Now, I'll, I'll tell you, for everybody else that's a non-millennial, if you're under 35, listen, there are some things in here that absolutely still apply to you. Any of my fellow workers, my comrades that are out there on the workplace floor today, many of these, these tips can absolutely help you better your career and uh, get you stronger on the career path you're on or the one you need to be on. Okay, number one, be proactive in your current job. The most important job you will ever have is the one you have right now. Companies are looking for people that can innovate. Uh, I can't remember where I read it, but I read an article, won't take the credit for it, but intrapreneurs, instead of entrepreneurs, intrapreneurs. They're looking for employees right inside the company who can innovate, who can do things quicker, cheaper, better, who can do things quicker, cheaper, better. So master your role and don't stop learning. And ask questions on how to do it better. Don't take the job you have for granted. It may just be a toe hold, but it's a hold. And if you master the job, if you figure out how to do it quicker, cheaper, better, and ask a lot of questions and don't stop learning for heaven's sakes, we get so bored so quickly with what we already have. I've learned a long time ago, and, I, and it's a quote, I can't take credit for it, but su success is not having everything you want, it is wanting everything you have. And oftentimes, when we embrace what we have, what we have does more for us. And that could not be a better statement than with the current job we have. It is going to help us learn something. It is a building block for whatever we want to do. There is something in that role you can learn that you will absolutely take with you. By the way, that's even if you're learning a bad habit or a bad behavior. So be proactive in your current job. Number two, 
take advantage of every class offered. It amazes me at the number of online or extra training classes out there with employers or within a community market or within a lot of nonprofit organizations that are out there. There's training galore. Not to mention, you can go online and take some Harvard classes and other type of uh, business school classes or other cl- right online for free. There are people out there that are videoing how to do almost anything you want. You can learn. Take advantage of every learning opportunity, whether it's in the form of a class, at work, online at work, outside of work. Take advantage of every opportunity to learn. Number three, while you're on the job, take on stretch assignments. Ask to do more. I just got to say this. Quit having an attitude because you feel like you're doing more and you're not making what you ought to think you should be making and blah, blah, blah. I get, I, listen, I get the sentiment. I understand it. Totally have been there a million times as recently as today. So I understand exactly what you're talking about. But those stretch assignments, that's doing more that's beyond your job, that's beyond maybe what you really know how to do. That is the best training class you could ever take and it's free so you're griping because it's free because you're not getting paid for it for doing some work man flip that that lemon and make some lemonade you're actually for free learning it's on the job learning something that if you went to a school for your two-year whatever you're going to pay for So take on stretch assignments. It's the best on-the-job training around. And trust me, if you ask your boss for more, you will grab their attention in a heartbeat. I'm often reminded of my oldest brother. He is a truck driver. Used to work for the city of Daytona uh, many years ago. And I tell this story often uh, outside of uh, the podcast. So I'm telling it for the first time here. And uh, I was really, really proud of him. So he worked for the city and he would ask his boss, hey, can I drive the dump truck? I'll do it when nobody else wanted to do the extra job or do the, drive the big truck to just for one more load. He would raise his hand and say, hey, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. They laughed at him. They called him brown noser, kiss up, boss's pet. I remember my brother telling me, hey, yeah, you know what? They laughed at me. But you know what I was doing? I was learning how to drive a truck for free. I didn't have to take classes. And so what happened? So out there in the field where nobody is, he's learning to pull forward, back up, turn around. He was able to educate himself on truck driving for free. Ready? And then go get his license to drive trucks. Didn't have to pay for it. What did he do? He had on-the-job training through what? through stretch assignments, through raising his hand and say, I'll do more, I want to learn. The best on-the-job training around is stretch assignments. Number four, re-educate yourself. If there is an, and this one's connected to stretch assignments, but different. If there is a different role, I see so many people wrapped up in the bondage or the cocoon of fear afraid to do something different. Don't be afraid to re-educate yourself. 
if there is a new opportunity within the company, it's, it's different from what you've done before, or if you work for a small business owner and they have a new product or a new project or something extra that needs done and you can take on extra, do it. If it's going to teach you something new, do it. Like I said, if you don't, you're going to pay for it for somebody to teach you. So do it. Number four, re-educate yourself. Number five, follow the trends. Google is your friend. Google it. Follow the job trends that are out there. Follow the trends and the skills that are specific to your field. I've talked about a lot of those on the last couple of episodes prior to this episode um, or the field that you're interested in. Follow the trends. It is amazing what you can find out, what employers are looking for. Those 5 million jobs almost that are open, what are they? What are the skills required? Go to salary.com. Go to onetonline.org. Go there. Those places will tell you the very specific skills and abilities required to do those jobs day in and day night and day out. So follow the trends. Google is your friend. Number six, don't discount trade schools. Many programs out there are under 24 months and they can provide you with the skills at a fraction of the cost that will give you an experiential foothold on a new career path. For those that have been listening to this show from the beginning, you'll know for most of our first season, Orlando Tech sponsored us. So I really got to know that organization in, in particular. As a matter of fact, you're listening to this show right now because my son, who was a 17-year-old at the time, for 18 months was in their audiovisual program, walked out of that program certified in several key categories in the audio industry. And you know what? I got a podcast show now because my son produces and audio engineers the show. So don't discount trade schools. I saw a many yeah, future nurses and occupational therapists and dental assistants and all types of programs out there. I saw a lot of young people and older people in those schools learning those skills to better their foothold in their career. And number seven, your four-year degree matters. Now listen, I didn't just say a college degree matters. Your specific four-year degree matter. This was interesting, and I believe it was in a Forbes article. In a survey, less than 2% of employees said that they were looking for liberal arts majors. Now listen, I'm not knocking liberal arts majors. Yours truly happens to be one of them. As a matter of fact, I was a double major, American Studies, Political Science, double major, Stetson University, very expensive degree. Uh, but I ended up going into a completely different field, right, in the world of business. Well, I practice what I preach. So within five years of being in that particular industry, what did I do? I went back and I got my MBA. Back then, that mattered, and it helped me because I was able to apply things that I learned. Now, would I do it that way again? Uh, probably not. Not if I known what I know now, right? And listen, 10 years on a job is mastery, so you got a couple options. Yeah, I can get the master's degree, and that's going to help me absolutely, 
right? And I'll probably be saddled down with a little bit of debt, but the payoff would help me to be able to pay for it. Or I can work my way up on a job if I've got the patience and I'm not overly wrought with or you know, overly run with entitlement then I can learn skills and use some of these things I've talked about to better myself, to put myself in a position to have mastery in a particular industry. Either way you do it, fine. I'm not knocking it. But the four-year degree you have matters. We pick schools and majors based on our vision, our desires, our dream, what feels right in our gut. I just got to break some news to you, millennials, and to those that are going back for degrees. Listen, school is about getting a job that can provide for your life long term. Do not be mistaken. If you're going to go to school, whether it's a four year, a two year, a training program, online courses, these things, schooling is about getting a job that can provide for your life long term. A life, by the way, that is guaranteed to cost more with time, with a marriage, with children, with a home, and with just life, life responsibilities in general. So really contemplate the four-year degree that you're going to choose or the two-year program you're going to choose. Match that with something that in the next five to 10 years is going to be a field that you, a field that you will get paid well for. And you don't have to be stupid, ugly, super uber rich, but you got to be able to pay your bills. Let me give you some reality to that every year from now until whatever next five years, 10 years on January 1st, Write this down. I'm telling you, this will help you. This will just sober up reality for you. On January 1st, buy a carton of milk, buy a dozen eggs, a loaf of bread, a gallon of gas, a pound of ground beef or chicken or turkey or whatever it is you eat, and do it again January 1st the next year. Keep those receipts. And over the long term, you will see something, my friend, called inflation. The cost of everything increases. And so if you're getting a degree, if you're getting a degree in something that is not going to, in the next 10 years, keep up with what you have to live off of, you're going to be in a bad spot. So let me repeat those seven things. One, be proactive in your current job. It's the most important foothold you have on the career path uh, that you will walk out for all of your estimated 40-plus years of working. Two, take advantage of every class offered. Stop sitting by. If your employer is offering classes, take them. Three, Take on stretch assignments. Raise your hand and ask to do more if the more is something that's different, something you can learn from. Honestly, just raise your hand to do more. You're going to stand out. Four, re-educate yourself. Don't be afraid to take on something different or new, something you haven't done before. Five, follow the trends. you got to stop being lazy. I'm just, I'm just telling you. 
And hey, I don't mean to offend you, hurt your feelings. I'm not saying you're lazy. But listen, if you're not like typing in a few words in Google around, it's called this jobs, trends, hiring. If, if you're not Googling that, I mean, you don't just have to listen to the show. By the way, it's a great, great resource. Yeah, keep listening to the show. But I, you don't have to listen to me. I Google this stuff and I talk to people and I talk on the show. But you can do the same thing. Follow the trends and then educate yourself and get the skills that, that the trends say you might need. And if you don't have them, fill the gap, man. Six, don't discount trade school. It might be right for you. There's a lot of sweet spot jobs in the middle that need about two years of technical training. And while employers are constantly saying we can't fill these jobs, at least half of them are saying we can't fill these five million open jobs that are quality jobs because people lack the technical skill. And by the way, our culture isn't set up where we can train you to do those while you're doing your job. I still don't get that. Employers, we got to do better. But... Hey, look, if you got to get the the two-year degree at the technical school and it's going to help you get there, do it. And then number seven, your four-year degree matters. If you're going to spend four years and tens of thousands up to hundreds of thousands of dollars to get a four-year degree, then you ought to be looking at the, the degree that's going to match what the trends say are going to be needed over the next decade. Well, I hope this has been helpful for talking about the workplace conundrum, particularly its impact on millennials. But I think if you just heard those seven solutions, they are right for anybody at any age in the workplace. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. Thanks for listening. Hey, listen, do me a favor. I'm on the road to being the number one podcast show out there in our field, in the field of business and careers on iTunes. What really would help me is for you to take a second and go write a comment. Uh, And if you don't have time to write a comment, I'm fine. Just rate us. You know, take your finger, swipe across those five stars. I'd love five stars if if you feel this show is helpful and, and, and you're learning something and it's unique. If not, hey, I got big shoulders. You can rank me whatever you wanna. It's only gonna make me better. I'm only gonna learn and hear from you. Also, take a moment and send me a note. Go to at rawitted. That's my Twitter handle. And tell me in a few words what uh, what you want to hear about and how am I helping you or how am I not helping you. Again, I got big shoulders. We can only get better from your feedback. To my on-your-way-to-work staff, Sharvin Christian, thank you guys so much. And until next week, have a blessed day. Bye-bye.